At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hello, this is Oral Hygiene. It's where we talk about caught films, experimental films, educational films. This is Matt here. We're talking about our own stuff today. We're jumping into the Gonzoific Gonzoific scene. Mm. Andrew, the guy that does a lot of Gonzoific movies. That's right. Not all of them. It seems you've got some outsourcing now, right? I mean, not when we made Uh, this one, but back now, back now. Yeah, no. Last year we had our 20th anniversary. And so I started making movies again after you and I did them a lot uh, when we were kids. Uh, I started that in earnest in 2001 with a movie called Pop Goes the Evil, which is on YouTube, the Gonzorific YouTube. Um, and I did Cannibal Sisters the year after that. And then I just quit the band I was in the year after that and started doing <laughs> movies a lot. And so, um, I don't remember you had you already graduated um and come back? I mean, how did you end up in Psycho Vixens? Are we talking about Psycho Vixens now? Okay, yeah. Today's movie Psycho Vixens, the one we did yeah. early 2004. Um, yeah, yes. I'd already done the environmental education thing. So I'd worked in what South Carolina and Maine and Canada a little bit and then came back, yeah. And moved in with with our our mutual friend Devin, who I it was just kind of hanging around Athens. So I was like, I'll go hang around Athens for a while too. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devin went by Jimmy Pinkfinger in this movie, if I remember correctly. Um, and, and Psycho Vixens, by the way, listeners can watch on YouTube on the Gonzorific channel. Um, uh, most of the old stuff is there for free. Um, you can just check it out whenever. And so um, that one. Uh, so it was the first movie you and I had done since the like the the beginning of the 90s yeah I, I wonder if i i think i don't know if i'd given you soundtracking music by that point or not maybe a little bit i mean i know you retroactively fit pop goes evil with uh mm-hmm. when it went with with my most audacious song opo but that wasn't yeah. there, that wasn't there originally so no um, it wasn't i it was unlicensed music originally yeah <laughs> it was it was actually britney wasn't it uh, yes, it was Britney Spears because the film concerns someone who tries to be a werewolf, but instead becomes a were Britney. Right, instead. right. So <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, the was... non sequitur is fine. I, I yeah. guess um, just for people getting in, um, could if you were putting if Psycho Vixes was going to be on Family Time Primetime TV, what would the uh, description be? Oh, the description is. Uh... What would you say? Oscar Pelschmicker is a computer programmer of some kind who uh live, get, is he he's uh, keeps to himself in an apartment and troubles ensue when um a gaggle of witches move into the apartment above his and try to get him to leave i assume people argue they're satanists uh yeah i guess they are satanists. Yeah. They, they, they are i think they are more satanists in the end but i, I i'll make the same you know mistake and call them witches because 
I mean, I, I guess no. you know, it's, just, it's a few. There is there's some shades of difference there. Just if someone really wants to get into it, you know. Oh gosh, <laughs> well, you know, either I'm going to offend Satanists or witches, right? So we just defend them all on one lot, I guess. Yeah, like, there we go. I'm, I apologize to all of them right now. <laughs> but uh, no, the genesis for this was um, living with Devin, and and we did not have satanist female satanists living upstairs we had drunken frat guys who ah. it sounded like they were like wrestling at four in the morning and mm-hmm. um i remember because uh yeah devin went out to the back porch to have a cigarette and there's like a stream of urine coming down from the from the balcony above so <laughs> <laughs> that's true so that that's kind right. of stuff yeah so they were like pissing us off so but we were like it's not like you know, I think you and I were kind of discussing something to do together. And I was like, that's not good. But what if we, you know, alter that <laughs> to fit your cast and the Gonzorific vibe and, and that sort of thing. So um, I think I basically yeah. just pitched the idea and you'd liked it and wrote a script. And then you're like, OK, you're you're doing it with me. <laughs> oh, you, first, you were just giving me the idea for the movie. And then I wrote a role for you. Is that what happened? I don't remember. Yeah, because I would never tell anyone I could act. And I and, I've only been in like two of the guns. I mean, I've, my music's in a lot of them, but I've only like been in two of them, right? Because I'm not, I'm not what one would call an actor. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I, um, you know, you, you and I began uh, my our film filmmaking experiments when we were still in like, I think that was like elementary and junior high school at that point. And um, we did that for probably two years. We were making everything from uh, short films to animation, commercials, music videos, talk shows, like, and even like a, like a precursor to Jackass at one point. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we filled up about 40 tapes worth of stuff. This is VHS camcorder. And, um, you know, we just would sit around and watch it to make ourselves laugh. There was, of course, no possible thought to anyone actually ever seen no a lot of it's unviewable for other people so some of it's not some of it's actually pretty entertaining of course but oh yeah you know there's yeah. some some wheat and chafe or whatever there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i mean eventually i'll make a dedicated youtube channel for it and put it all out there i mean i do think it needs to be somewhere besides in you know old corroding tapes which i you know i've still got um so that would be you know it'd be fun i don't know when i'd do it but it's uh it's definitely a thought, but my point in saying all that is that uh, I thought you're a great actor, and so I didn't have a doubt in my mind that it would be really funny. And um, so, you want to talk about your character a little bit, Oscar Pelschmicker the third? There isn't really a character there. That's why I'm kind of saying I can't act. I'm just like, um, I'm just. If you scre- don't, I will. I'm just screaming at the camera. He's just supposed to be the the Uber nerd because um you know my roommate was a programmer, so that was part of the thing. We just kind of incorporated that in because he did work from home, and um you know was probably making four a.m. noise complaint calls to the cops. So not quite as fun <laughs> as in this movie, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so yeah, we weren't trying to do him. You know, he's a, he's a cool guy, right? But I was just trying to go for okay, you know, stereotype horrible nerd computer programmer mm-hmm. guy that doesn't leave his, his room basically <laughs> yeah now this was when we were kids we never wrote anything down uh, for the movies that we made there was never a script at all it was more of just like you know i had to edit in camera so we'd talk about what we were going to do and i'd say action then hit the button 
And then I hit the button when the scene was over and then I'd say cut because um, yeah, there was no really going back and editing unless you wanted it to look like total garbage. Mm -hmm. And so um, this was, I think the first time that you and I worked together from a script as well. Right. Right. Which uh, yeah, you you definitely wrote the script. I mean, I don't know if I gave you any lines or, or not, but I'm not someone that I can write. I can, you know, sit down and write an essay or something, but as far as writing something like a script, my, I, I'm pretty sure I'd write the worst dialogue, you know, ever. <laughs> and I had at that point a couple of years of uh, experience with script writing as it was. Uh, Gonzarific had made, like I said, those first two movies. But in 2003, um, I really dedicated myself to it. We made um, the movies Buttonhead, um, Kill the Movie, and Hero Cookie all in 2003. And so um, I was coming off of that. Um, just really wanting to because I had my own camcorder by that point and we were working with a digital eight and so um, I was really eager to not only stop um, using so many people from Atlanta and making movies in Atlanta with my friends there that I had made doing music but yeah I really wanted to kind of um, focus in on Athens making that happen and I think you were kind of the gateway to that because at that point um, you had more friends in Athens than I did yeah, I had the little, you know, people that would hang around in our apartment. You brought a couple ringers from Atlanta. I think we did the filming over two weekends, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I definitely know that the person that poured the piss, goat piss on Oscar character um, wasn't the same one that actually played the scene of the person holding the bucket of piss. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we had to do a few a, a few random day shots because you and I just had some time on our hands. So, you know, yes. a, a lot of just fill ins with me and stuff we do just on a random weekday. But I think I want to say it was two weekends of like actual shooting we did. Uh, but okay. yeah, it, it's almost 20 year old memories now. That's trippy. OK. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting just coming up on it. That's kind of crazy. But yeah. I, yeah. I know we all all felt compelled to go ahead i, I think that well it's still the gonzarific thing is to go with the stage name so yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah um so your stage name was Stuart bowles that's right which i guess i used again for dollface but and maybe something mm -hmm. else but yeah not not yeah uh usually i just stick my own name into i mean even this movie has my own name and it's just not for that particular you know uh, yeah you get screenwriting credit there and and also you know for the music and stuff um so the other people you brought in, um, I brought in uh, Jackie Spunk and uh, Cookie J. Waters from Gonzarific, who had both been in uh, the three movies that I just mentioned that we had done. And then uh, Monica Puller and uh, Wendy Throb, who were dating at the time, uh, they, uh, they came in to help. Now Jackie wasn't in it either, was she? No, actually, no, she wasn't. She she was going to be, but had some kind of a yeah. Oh, that's some... right. That's how I ended up with my. Yeah, because I really was um, hoping to cast it all through Athens. Um, but it's it's fine because they were people that I'd worked with a lot and knew. So Monica, Wendy and, and Cookie. And then you brought in one was um, Devin slash Jimmy's girlfriend at the time. She went by the screen name Ava Montgomery. That's right. Yeah, I'm sitting here stretching out. I'm like, oh, crap. I can't remember everyone's screen names. Um, <laughs> I just remember the real names. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I, uh, I, then, I guess it probably doesn't matter that much. But yeah, yeah, basically, um, just the people that would kind of, you know, hang out and watch movies and stuff at apartment were like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Make up a crazy name for yourself. 
So well, actually, they were they were the actual actors, though, weren't they? They they actually did like theater and drama and stuff. <laughs> I know that the one who played um, who was supposed to play like the earthy one, her screen name was Susan Forrest, maybe. I, I, I can't quite remember, but yeah, yeah, she was actually she was you know like a with trained actor yeah. and, and then the landlord which um he, he uh, i can't remember who it is i remember his real name i can't remember his screen name but uh yeah he actually had like proper acting experience and training and stuff he was um i just remember he has a very like sitcom looking credit at the end with the name plastered on it yeah um looks like the wacky landlord you know like a smash plate for the cast uh, for the credits yeah he uh I want to say he looked a bit like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, we can go with that. Sure, why not? And but, so um, his name had something to do with Fraser, I think. But yeah, basically the people who actually had like proper acting experience had the smallest roles. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, and and seemed to be a little bit more inhibited um, than uh, the ones that I that I brought into. Not counting you and, and uh, Jimmy, of course. Two of you were bananas. Yeah, yeah, but... Um... Well, yeah, I mean, they they were used to doing like actual like proper stage production. So we were throwing this insane shit on them. Right. Yeah. You know, here, here past the here past the bloody tampon around. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the underground. <laughs> uh, I remember. Um, so Ava, I remember my first meeting with her wasn't the I didn't I, I got this weird impression that that she thought I was just like some sort of a sicko. Because um, I had brought over one of the other movies that I'd made and she walked in on what was most certainly something gross and uh, she just sort of regarded it, made a face. And uh, I was hoping that she would want to sit and watch, but that didn't happen. She just <laughs> left the room. And so I, th- I think I related that story to her when before we filmed and uh and she was just like, oh, no, I just had something to do. And I'm like, OK, well, I thought you hated me. So well, she, <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's in the, she's in the classic film, you know, the, the black and white 30s stuff. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I think she tried to do that with the uh, with the performance. I think yeah, everybody she, was sort of unique in that way. Yeah, she was trying to give it the, the film, you know, the 30s film starlet vibe. And like you said, one of them's earthy. And then we have the um, the died well at the time the died in the wool guns horrific crew doing their thing so mm-hmm. yeah they were the more kind of punk rock of them um i i seem to remember coming up with the basis of it when we were um headed toward uh best buy one day on the loop that sounds perfectly possible <laughs> yeah i think we hatched the whole thing out um on that just trip to the trip to the um the best buy and back which was not long <laughs> and then i just went and wrote it uh back yeah. then i used to stay up all night and write and uh so we shot that at, at your apartment the whole thing right it's so i mean to me it always looks like one apartment because i lived there but yeah it's supposed to be like two separate places so yeah. you know is that it was it was the satanist apartment which which was the kitchen and that hallway and like a big like living area right um yeah. we didn't use jimmy's room because he was except for his shots he was usually working <laughs> like yeah. he was he was actually doing the oscar thing in his room during like 80 percent of the filming so <laughs> and we just bring him out for his shots uh basically <laughs> yeah 
and I liked writing him as is sort of the comic relief. So because as high volume as your performance was, and I always it's one of my favorites. And it was, you know, skipping forward a little bit. Psycho Vixens ended up being the first movie that I sent off to film festivals. That movie played um, in several countries in different underground film festivals uh, around the world. And so um, it was also my first um, first movie that got screened. Um, in Athens, Georgia, like a proper screening. Um, it played during Athfest at the 40 Watt Club, with a place I'd never played as a musician, but uh, my movie was punk enough to get played there at midnight um, during Athfest 2004. But uh, yeah, yeah, same year. Unfortunately, I think I'd, I'd taken my first trip to Japan by then, so I didn't make that, but <laughs> uh, it was, I was actually happy my... to hear about it. Yeah, no, I'd had other screenings at the 40 Watt, but that one I think was the most technically. Um, I, I can't, let's just say that um, whoever was running the show with the audio and visual really sucked the other times. But <laughs> um, going back, um, do you remember anything special about the filming? My my the thing I remember most was um, that we took a break and went to Hunan, which has been bulldozed years ago now, but it's famous as having been the place where the B fifty twos formed, um, ha- a drinking a a giant bowl of alcohol called the flaming volcano do you remember um going there and having one of those oh yeah yeah that, that's uh that pretty much sticks in my brain too as uh the as one of the the big experiences and and then I, we went back and i think i murdered everybody <laughs> yeah um so briefly the story is they um it's just a series of gags which is how gonzorific movies used to be made we just had a bunch of weird stuff we wanted to see happen. And then we had to ma- make all of it make sense by writing a story around it. And so um, there were uh, gags like the P. Um, my favorite, I think, was the uh, the um, the uh, the the ghoul, which I believe was your idea. Oh, right, right. Coming out of the, of the bathroom or the closet or whatever it is. And um, that's 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 cookie under there. And she she terrified you. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was really scary. I'm still to this day, though. I don't I mean, we just shot a movie called uh, um, Stay Lost. And there's a character that's like a scary clown that levitates through a hallway. And, you know, even though it was on a chair with people pushing it, um, I through the camera just see this terrifying image. And I'm like, okay, cut. We're not going to do that again. So you're not you're not a clown guy. I mean, I'm just not a people coming at me with weird shit kind of a guy. I'm just not. And so, um, but there was also, uh, I remember using my, uh, building a great library of farts, which I still use to this day um, in the scene where I guess Oscar gets a, a attack of farts. Yeah. You just discovered the fart soundboard and we thought it was funny. So, yeah. <laughs> so we gave him a 15 or so different farts that come out. Um, there was also oh the tampon scene that actually there was a little bit of a problem there do you remember uh you can get into more but i i do i know that is the most uh divisive thing about this film just for being you know relatively disgusting yeah lots of audiences uh that i saw it with because again it did play there and uh, i i think it played at um oh gosh I don't even remember a couple places in Atlanta. It played. I saw it at a couple different festivals, and uh, without without fail, every time that what's we call the tampon ritual happens, which is all the psycho vixens sit around the table. So again, that's Monica, Ava, 
uh, I'm going to say Susan Forrest, but I really can't remember uh, her name. And then uh, uh, Wendy and the cookie. Is that everybody? I, there were five. Yeah. And that so, sounds about right. yeah, they, um, they all remove their tampons one at the time and squeeze them into a big silver goblet. And then they pass the goblet around and they all. Now this drink. is removed from a small bag. We should just mention that that's where the tampon is removed from. <laughs> It was a the small same bag, one. a small bag. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it had fake blood on it. And so, um, you know, everybody was supposed to interact with it in a way that their character would interact. And um, the, the conceit was that they were all on the same menstrual cycle. Um, and so uh, when it, I wanted someone to actually just smell the tampon after they took it out of their body and um the person i gave to do that i believe was susan and she did not want to do it and that was the theatrically uh the, the theater person the actual right. actor act right because you were like oh that's a, it's 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 earthy it's an earthy thing to do i thought so yeah because a lot of you know maybe she the character also doesn't wear deodorant you know just kind of simmers in their natural juice and mm-hmm. so i uh yeah, I remember being a little shocked at that. And of course, Cookie right away realizing that this is a great gag in the movie goes, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, that I, she was she was the evangelical Satanist. So it worked. That was my I think my favorite of them was the um, yeah, the holy roller, but except for Satan instead of instead of Jesus. And so uh, she got to say things like sweet Satan. And I just made a lot of dialogue where they said things about Satan. And I was happy with Susan's performance. There was a part that she had lived where she's knitting and goes, I hope Satan will enjoy his muffler. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. I just said, that's great. You know? and, um, and, and also we got the outtake with her where she's like reading the, the story from the the porno mag or whatever that is pretty good at the yeah won't, won't pretend to smell a used tampon but yet reads from a a porn magazine <laughs> uh, it, i mean it was funny it was dramatic yeah. reading yeah it's good stuff so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so we uh yeah your character murders everyone was jimmy drunk when we got back to the apartment after having that flaming volcano at hunan um yeah yeah i and honestly, I don't remember exactly who was what, but yeah, I do. I think people are relatively buzzed for filming murders. <laughs> <laughs> no one was hurt. Um, we had uh, the character of Oscar go around and with the with the machete, fake machete, and um, that was some of my favorite stuff to edit because I just wanted to make it as nuts as possible. You were great. Oh, I don't want to skip by the uh, the discovery of the body. You know, at one point, Jimmy's character, um, Rudy, who I named after uh, the movie Born in East L.A., Cheech Marin's character, he is killed. And um, you call the landlord or something. And, and uh, the bloody tampons out of the bag. And yeah, you're like, you'll find a, a body in here. <laughs> you know, there's been a or no, you, you say the body's in here. And so you try to you pull out what you think is going to be a body part from this bag and the landlord is watching you and then it's just the tampon and we had the great dangle in front of the camera <laughs> and while it's dangling you say it's rudy's blood there's been a murder 
yeah yeah i, I mean I, I like that i mean i i can't act but yeah i like that delivery there so you know oh, i can gosh. mug for a camera i guess is is the thing i can mug it for works. it i just can't do well that's the thing it i works. mean I'm, it's like i'm not it's not like a character you would do any nuance anyway right you just like you said no high, i mean volume. the the model for making movies for me was always like okay well I don't have a good microphone, so subtlety is not going to be something that we can afford. So everything had to be for the for the the back row. I had to make sure everything was clearly said. I had to make sure I shoved the camera in people's faces so people could get a good look at what they're saying and get a clear reading. It wasn't a whole lot of long shots and you know someone conversation in a back room or something like. I couldn't do it. I think it this just had to be. was once you'd gotten some proper lighting gear though. Um, I may have had, yeah, some, uh, work lights from, uh, the, the, um, auto parts store. Right. <laughs> and was hoping to light better because, um, you know, digital video just would break up if you shot in low light without just killing it with some lights. And I remember a lot of people ask me what sort of camera did I shoot it on? Because apparently it had a better look than they thought digital eight could get. So I was pretty proud of myself given this sort of running gun nature in which we made it uh, i just remember feeling very comfortable i was really happy with how everybody was doing and uh most of all i was same as i am now hoping that everybody's having a good time yeah there are some fun facts um when i'm looking at the computer or the newspaper i am reading my lines because my memory is made out of mush um <laughs> i can't remember lines from my life so anytime i had the chance to you know marlon brando it and stick it on the baby's diaper i, I do that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, we made a fake uh, porn website called the Porn Machine, Porno Machine. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music was actually, I, I thought of it like, you know, like a, a what's, what's the moon uh, bouncy cart game from the early 80s? That's why I was thinking for the soundtrack. But no, now it's a porno machine. So, oh, well. <laughs> um, I, I do like that the sound, you can see the keyboard's which I created the soundtrack with in the movie. It's got to be one of the few right. movies where you can right. actually see the soundtracking movie. elements in the, in the movie. Yeah. And the, the psycho vixens are playing on it. Like they're playing chopsticks and saying stuff about Satan. Right. Most I did with the, the synthesizer on the floor. Cause it makes more interesting sounds, but yeah, you do, you need the other keyboards some as well. Um, and yeah, the, all those trippy lights in there was just our no normal lighting year round. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Christmas lights, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. Um, I mean, for from what I can remember, uh, it it cut together really, really easily. But um, my favorite, one of my favorite things about it was the Tussin, and a Tussin is a character in the movie. How did we? Why were? Why did we? What was the deal of Tussin? Um, we just we had heard that people were robo tripping, where they drink, you know drink the cough syrup to get high and um mm -hmm. and we thought that was like funny so we put <laughs> it, it is <laughs> we put it into the movie although like i i think when we went to film at the bar i think Devin decided to actually test the theory so <laughs> oh okay i had completely forgotten <laughs> that we filmed at the globe downtown yes. that's correct uh i think yeah it was, that i think it's four of us i i was there but i'm not on camera for any of that but uh yeah it was um ava jimmy and you and me yeah yeah i, pretty, I think that's all that, i think so that must have been like not the weekend shoot but another time 
yeah it's um we got together separately just to do that scene uh so the globe um running around with a video camera inside a bar it this was pre like you know everybody's smartphone filming and stuff like that and so we had a camcorder inside there and i believe jimmy went to the bar or someone i may have gone to the bar and tell him hey we've got a video camera in here it's my buddy's last day in town and this is his favorite place to go drink and so he wanted to film himself in here and they're like cool all right go for it Mm -hmm. so we we didn't seem to we didn't have a problem there um later uh in my career as a journalist i um relayed that story to the owners of the globe were they like whatever (laughs) i thought it was cool they're like we'd like to see it and i'm going hey i'm not sure you want to see it (laughs) yeah no no i'm not disparaging the movie itself i just you know i don't want them to come back and go you got to cut that out (laughs) (laughs) we didn't sign a release location release form um, but I, yeah, I, I remember being very proud of that. And, um, the, that you and Jimmy had, did, did two of you have a band at the time? Didn't you both make the music together or certain parts of it? Um, the music playing in the background of that scene is not the bar music. I don't think they were even playing music at the bar. You dubbed in a song from our band. Um, yes. the rest of it, I did on those synthesizers so it, it, it we, most of the music on this one i i did by myself but yeah there is a song in the background there and at the end of oh, the do the tussin song um is is the is both of us doing that one unfortunately that's all that exists to that song uh what's at the end of the movie i, I don't somehow the original track got lost which is a bummer mm, that is a I, bummer. I, was, I was looking for it I, I put out that psychedelically violent album a few years ago and i definitely wanted to put it on there but it seems that the original track no longer exists. So it's just what's now in did, the credits of the movie. Did you have me try to track it down and I couldn't find it either? Um, I might have asked you. Yeah. So if, if you huh. do track it down, tell me. But I, I'm pretty sure I asked you and you couldn't find it. But uh, yeah. So that's huh. one of my, my musical losses, I guess. Oh, well. <laughs> eh, I just, uh, my, my sort of, my, my feeling going back to it, we, I did release a 10th anniversary uh, DVD of it um where i i had showed put a lot of behind the scenes stuff on there i think i'd done like a like an upscale remaster or something made it look a little cleaner um but that sold out and um i was like really kind of amazed by that a lot of people <laughs> still really love psycho vixens and um i don't send my movies to film festivals anymore so i th- i want to say that one went to the most film festivals out of any movie that i've made um i do speaking of post-production um i do remember this uh mailing the tape copies of it when it was done out to um some of the people involved and uh nobody said anything <laughs> <laughs> i i must have said something oh I was well, no but i mean you that. that's different you and i probably watched like a couple of different drafts of it and stuff as i worked on it but um yeah um I, I'm thinking mostly of uh, of um, of Susan Forrest. Oh, the, the, the Athens, the Athens the crew. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, they because, just kind of wrote it off. Yeah, she was still in Athens, and I would see her occasionally socially. She wouldn't <laughs> talk to me. 
I guess she did not enjoy the experience, unfortunately. I don't know. She's on my Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> now, I did, um, speaking of Facebook, it's on some social media uh, at some point. I did, I did have a sort of a back and forth with Ava at one point. And I said, you know, I never found out what you thought of the movie. And she was like, oh, it was great. I had a lot of fun doing it. And so that was very validating. Cause I, you know, I didn't know them. And so I was like, yeah, <laughs> are they having a good time? Or is this something they'd rather forget they did? You know what I mean? I was a little self-conscious about it at that time. But yeah, I went through a phase at least. Uh, I, I'm probably a little okay. Well, now I'm just like, I'm, you know, like <laughs> I'm older than a lot of people I work with. Right. But, you know, I used to kind of make people watch this just as a little, you know, like a, psychic handshake like if deal with this movie if you want to know me <laughs> yeah i'm glad to hear that because i use that as well um when sam uh um and i reconnected after having worked at blockbuster together a decade earlier um i brought her because she'd gone to film school i brought her a couple of the gonzerific movies and psycho vixens was one of them and I was like, well, here's what I'm doing. And I fully expected her to be like, great. I don't want you know, what the hell is this? But not only did she, did she jump aboard, um, she ended up starring in some of this, like for the next five years, five or six years, she starred in a lot of the movies. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's now, you know, you make something you, I mean, like back then in 2004 or whatever, you actually send the tapes and don't get much response. Now, you, you know, you posted the Facebook and, you don't get much response or something right and it's, sometimes you do it's weird what gets a response and what doesn't you know <laughs> uh you know it's it's beholden to the the way that, that the algorithm works you know it's like you one should see the newest things posted by the you know the most visited people or the closest friends are just in order of who does it but who knows um it ends up it ended up being on uh available on blu-ray uh in a very limited edition for the first volume of what i called mondo gonzo and so it just had a bunch of like um i made hd versions of upscaled hd versions of a lot of the old movies and put them out and so they had like the original commentary tracks that i'd recorded um plus the uh um like director commentary just with me and, and and i think um you and i are on that one for psycho vixens i think we you and i recorded that together oh okay i, I thought this was, that was what this was i don't i guess i don't remember doing that oh well <laughs> it, it must have been like right after filming it you know so well that's when i tried to always do the commentaries because i felt like um everything would be kind of fresh in our mind in terms of making it um i believe it has you and i and jimmy and ava all together that, watching uh, okay that sounds likely because that's yeah i still would have been living there at the time so although i moved yeah i, yeah, I think i left like two months after that so I, I wasn't actually in that apartment that long maybe about nine months <laughs> it's well i was gonna say we we certainly made great use of it it was a lot of fun and um you know at the time in 2004 uh there was an organization called film or athens film foundation and somehow they found me. This was before YouTube. This was before, I think, before we were even able to use Facebook. And so they must have found me on MySpace or um, found my website or something because um, uh, Danielle Robarge and uh, 
Kamala Lyons. Uh, Kamala was the booking agent at Cine Theater. Yeah, they were the both the ones who kind of discovered me and um, got me the screening at at uh, at, at um, the Forty Watt. And from yeah, it wasn't maybe three years later the Cine nonprofit art house theater was built, and uh, we've been playing our stuff there year in and year out ever since. I guess this one's interesting for what what you do is for for length. Um, you've made what like maybe two features, is it? And uh, but most of the films are what ten or five to twenty minutes. Whereas this one's kind of this weird like mini feature, what forty five minutes or so. Is it forty five? Well, I'll say this. Um, I for some reason was hitting about thirty six minutes with every movie I was making for the first couple of years of Guns mm-hmm. Terrific. I don't know why. Um, Buttonhead, Kill the Movie, Hero Cookie, Psycho Vixens. Uh, most of them were, are, all those are around the same level. Oh, yeah. Psycho Vixens, I just looked. It is actually 36 minutes exactly. See, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah. A lot of them just hit that spot. And, and I don't know if it was because I hit, you know, 36 pages of script and I was always done. Uh, I know that act three was always a tr- problem for me because I was rushing to get to the end because I was excited while writing it. Um, because I believe even um, Blood Witch and I'm in the Basement were both around 36 as well. Humbenstein's the one that's around 45. Okay, maybe maybe I crossed the wire there. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I what made me happiest about Psycho Vixens is that uh, you and I got to create something together. Uh, you know, in in the realm of movies, which um, it it really sort of. Uh, it, it was a neat circle back for me to the, the beginnings of our, some of the creative stuff that you and I had done together. And so, um, you know, uh, for a while, you know, like you left. And so people only knew you through the movie. They are like, Oh, that's the guy that does all our music, mm-hmm. you know? And now when I screen uh, that one called a mime, the mime died at the mall, which is shown in public about five times. Um, they see you there uh, reprising your role uh, from the day the earth went bald. And the reason why they know the day the earth went bald, which is one of the ones we made when we were kids is because I showed that uh, I've shown that a couple of times. Um, like I think I showed it on my birthday a couple of times and then had one called the vault of Gonzo, which was just random stuff, you know? <laughs> so people actually, um, yeah, they associate those two with you. Okay. That's cool. I, I can I can I can dig that. I mean, I've barely been on screen other than this, so um, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Because yeah, it was weird the first couple of years because I, I guess Gonzarific is, is such an Athens thing now. But the first years, it's like you lived in Athens, but it was like an Atlanta thing. So it was, you know. yeah, yeah. No, and my bands were the same way. Um, it wasn't until yeah, 2005, which was after that screening, that I began to then meet people who knew who I was. That screening did a lot for me locally. Um, and so I began, yeah, I began building a crew. It was Sam who lived in Gainesville, but later lived in Athens. It was Teresa Farah who lived in Athens and her friends. And so, yeah, by, I should, I would say around, yeah, by 2010, 2009, 2010, uh, we were fully in Athens, fully an Athens group. Band. But it did take, yeah, it did take. Right. I do run it like a band. I do think of it as a band. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one's available on YouTube, and anybody could watch it. And all those early ones are on there. Um, it was made for, if anybody wants to know technical wise. This was shot on a 
uh, high eight, uh, digital eight Sony camcorder that I, um, bought with money. I made doing a, uh, experimental, uh, asthma study where I took a weird kind of dosage of the, uh, the medicine Advair for asthma <laughs> and I, I made 500 bucks with it and bought that and, and, um, no microphones and, uh, you know, just true like gorilla style, but, um, the movie ended up wonderful and, uh, you can't really recapture that kind of style. Things have gotten so slick now and with 4k that, uh, you know, it's, you'd have to, it, it would be, it would be hard for me to recapture the energy of psycho vixens. I'd say. Yeah. That's what happens when you had 20 years. Cause at the time we'd be like, Oh, we're making this now, but Oh, what about those crazy, 80s things you'd find on the VHS, a VHS shelf, right? So I guess oh, it's right. aged and, out in one of those. <laughs> and people ask why I'm not in the movies more. I'm like, you don't understand. Me and Matt were in everything because no one else. <laughs> there was like no one else we could call upon, you know, not really. So we're, you go back far enough. We're like three or four characters in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we had enough of it. That, that's the the youtube uh I, I guess shout out since this is a very gonzorif eccentric podcast uh, go ahead shout that out and what you're up to with that now okay gonzorific g-o-n-z-o-r-i-f-f-i-c.com it's a link tree so you can rent uh or stream a couple of our new movies bad girl dracula and the uh Space Boobs in Space, the ever popular Space Boobs in Space. Um, we're in the process of making a uh, Blu-ray of uh, and DVD release of Jugsaw, which is our new mixtape. Um, our uh, the Blu-ray is sold out of um, Ariola Jones and the Home Video Vixens, but you can still get that DVD at Gonzerfic.com as well as DVDs of Bad Girl Dracula and Space Boobs in Space. And um, I'm. I guess, yeah, we shot a few movies this year. Die Liner is done. Um, and um, Stay Lost is done. And so, I don't know. We might do new witchcraft this year. I'm not sure. But whatever happens, I think we're going to go for a later in the year screening in Athens, Georgia, if you're there. I believe it's going to be December 2nd and 3rd, but it's not finalized yet. Oh, that's much later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for us, it's Oral Hygiene. We're Oral Hygiene Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can Patreon us at Podcastio Podcastius, where you're also here, me talking about sci fi films in the Twilight Zone on Matt and Luke's Sci Fi Sanctuary and Time Enough Podcast, Andrew sometimes as well, and a bunch of gamer stuff for Pokemon, Monster Hunter fans, that sort of stuff. All right. It's been All a right. chat. I guess we're. Gonna call the police on those frat boys, <laughs> <laughs> or just piss, throw goat piss on them. That's probably a better idea. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you.